European Heart Journal issue at a glance, volume 40, issue 43. Focus issue, Preventative Cardiology, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia, read to you by Morgan Bryan. Preventative Cardiology in Adolescents and the Elderly, LDL, HDL, and Inflammation. Lipid lowering with statins, and more recently with PCSK9 inhibitors, has proven to be one of the most effective measures in preventative cardiology, both in healthy individuals and those with cardiovascular or CV disease, as outlined once more in the most recent ESC guidelines. Compared to other species, humans are all hyperlipidemic. As a consequence, prehistoric humans already suffered from both atherosclerosis, but were also affected by its consequences like myocardial infarction and stroke. Mendelian randomization studies documenting outcomes of individuals with PCSK9 missense mutations have further shown that not only lower is better, but also earlier rather than later. This led to the question whether it remains effective to treat elderly subjects with statins. In their article, Cardiovascular Effects of Discontinuing Statins for Primary Prevention at the Age of 75 Years, a nationwide population-based cohort study in France, Joël Coste and colleagues from the HUPC Assistance Publique Hôpital de Paris in France address this issue. To that end, they assess the effect of statin discontinuation on cardiovascular outcomes in previously adherent 75-year-olds treated for primary prevention with statins in each of the previous two years. Out of 120,173 subjects, 17,204 or 14.3% discontinued statins and 5,396 or 4.5% were admitted for a cardiovascular event. The adjusted hazard ratio for statin discontinuation was 1.33 for any cardiovascular event, 1.46 for coronary events, 1.26 for cerebrovascular events, and 1.02 for other vascular event. Thus, statin discontinuation was associated with a 33% increased risk of cardiovascular event in 75-year-olds in primary prevention. If confirmed in randomized studies, such findings would impact on future guidelines on the use of statins for primary prevention in the elderly, as further outlined in an editorial by Christopher Cannon from the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. Chronic low-grade inflammation is a major driver of atherosclerosis and its complications, such as plaque rupture and erosion. Coronary inflammation induces dynamic changes in water and lipid content in perivascular adipose tissue. This can be captured by the so-called perivascular fat attenuation index in a standard coronary computed tomography, or CT. In their fast-track contribution, a novel machine learning-derived radiotranscriptomic signature of perivascular fat improves cardiac risk prediction using coronary CT angiography. Carol Ambos Antoniades and colleagues from the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom hypothesized that the additional radiomic signature of adverse fibrotic and microvascular perivascular adipose tissue remodeling may further improve cardiac risk prediction using a new artificial intelligence powered method. In adipose tissue obtained from 167 patients undergoing cardiac surgery, gene expression of inflammation, fibrosis, and vascularity were linked to radiomic features of CT. 
adipose tissue wavelet transform mean attenuation was the most sensitive radiomic feature in describing tissue inflammation, while features of radiomic texture were related to adipose tissue fibrosis and vascularity. In 1,391 coronary perivascular adipose tissue radiomic features of 101 patients who experienced a major adverse cardiac event, or MACE, within five years of coronary CT and 101 controls, a machine learning algorithm discriminated cases from controls. The coronary fat radiomic profile signature was then tested in 1,575 consecutive eligible participants in the Scott Hart trial where it improved MACE predictions beyond risk factors such as coronary calcium and stenosis and high-risk plaque features. Finally, the fat radiomic profile was higher in 44 patients presenting with acute myocardial infarction compared to 44 controls, but unlike fat attenuation index, remained unchanged six months after the event, confirming that the former detects persistent perivascular adipose tissue changes. The CT-based radiomic profiling of coronary artery perivascular adipose tissue detects perivascular structure remodeling beyond inflammation. A new artificial intelligence-powered imaging biomarker leads to a striking improvement of risk prediction, findings that are critically discussed in a balanced editorial by Jonathan Leipzig from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada. Physical activity, in particular endurance training, induces cellular pathways in leukocytes that increase telomerase activity, which is important for healthy aging, reduces coronary artery disease risk and mortality in dose-response fashion. Current guidelines recommend 500 to 1,000 metabolic equivalent task, or MET, per minute and week of regular physical activity. In another fast track, Mortality reduction with physical activity in patients with and without cardiovascular disease, Si Hyuk Kang and colleagues from the Seoul National University Bundang Hospital in the Republic of Korea compared the impact of leisure time physical activity or mortality in primary versus secondary prevention in 131,558 and 310,240 subjects with and without cardiovascular disease, respectively, over 5.9 years. There was an inverse relationship between the physical activity level and mortality in both groups, but the benefit was greater in secondary prevention. Every 500 met per minute and week increase in physical activity resulted in a 14% and 7% risk reduction in mortality in secondary and primary prevention, respectively. In addition, while healthy individuals benefited the most between 1 and 500 met per minute and week of physical activity, the benefit in those with cardiovascular disease continued above 500 to 1000 met per minute and week. Adjusted mortality risk of those with cardiovascular disease with higher levels of physical activity was comparable to or lower than that of their counterparts without cardiovascular disease. Thus, individuals with cardiovascular disease may greatly benefit from physical activity, clinically important findings that are further discussed in an editorial by Carl Lavi from the Oxner Heart and Vascular Institute in New Orleans, USA. High-density lipoprotein, or HDL function, may be altered in patients with chronic disease, transforming it from a beneficial vasoprotective molecule to a pro-inflammatory particle. Men and women in the general population with extreme high HDL cholesterol paradoxically have high all-cause mortality. 
In their article, Elevated High-Density Lipoprotein in Adolescents with Type 1 Diabetes is associated with endothelial dysfunction in the presence of systematic inflammation. John Deanfield and colleagues from the Institute of Child Health in London, United Kingdom, remind us that adolescents with type 1 diabetes often have elevated HDL. In 70 adolescent diabetics and 30 healthy controls, urine was assessed for renal dysfunction, blood samples for cardiovascular risk factors, and endothelial function tested using flow-mediated dilation, or FMD. HDLC levels were 1.69 millimoles per litre and 1.44 millimoles per litre, and HbA1c 8.4% and 5.4% in diabetics compared to controls. Increased inflammation and HDL dysfunction were evident only in diabetics with early renal dysfunction. FMD was impaired only with a high inflammatory risk score and elevated HDLC. Thus, increased HDLC levels are common in type 1 diabetes and are accompanied with endothelial and renal dysfunction and chronic inflammation. The results are put into context in an editorial by Philip Jacob from the University Heart Centre in Zurich, Switzerland. This issue is also complemented by various discussion forum contributions. In a first one, adipose graft transposition procedure towards a novel strategy for myocardial scar and fibrosis reduction. Carolina Galvez-Monton and colleagues from the Fundacio Instituto de Investigación en Ciencias de la Salud Germans Trias y Pujol, or IGTP, in Badalona, Spain, comment on the article Can We Remove Scar and Fibrosis from Adult Human Myocardium? by Kim Fox and colleagues from the National Heart and Lung Institute in London, United Kingdom. Fox responded to Galvez-Monton et al. in a separate comment. In another contribution... Metabolism Reprogramming, New Insights of DLK1 into Cardiac Fibrosis. Daxing Wang from the Clinical Medical College in Yangzhou University, China, comment on the article, PCSK9 deficiency reduces insulin secretion and promotes glucose intolerance, the role of the low-density lipoprotein receptor, by Giuseppe Norata and colleagues from the University of Milan in Italy. Jamel Labesh, on behalf of the authors, responds in a separate contribution. In a final contribution, lipoprotein A. It's not the cholesterol content, it's the apolipoprotein A. Christian Schrock from the Essex Partnership University NHS Foundation Trust in Minneapolis, USA, comments on the recent publication, High Lipoprotein A and High Risk of Mortality, by Burger Groner Nordischgard and colleagues from the Herlof University Hospital in Denmark. Nordischgaard et al. provide an answer to Dr. Schrock in a separate comment. The editors hope that this issue of the European Heart Journal will find the interest of its readers.